Trace Jackson Davis is back at Indiana. So what does that mean for the Hoosiers next season? How does that change what we look at as contenders in Big Ten basketball? It's all stuff that we'll get into here on the show. You are locked on Big Ten. Your daily podcast on the Big Ten Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. You're listening to Locked On Big Ten. Everything you need to know about the conference every day of the week. Alongside Jacob Rude from Locked On Hoosiers, I'm Nate Dickinson. We're going to talk about, of course, Trace Jackson Davis's return to Indiana. Since the last time we talked to Jacob, Jackson Davis announced he would be back with the Hoosiers for next season drastically changing the landscape of not only Indiana's roster, but also the top of the Big Ten Conference as we look forward to the 2022 and 2023 season. Jacob, let's start right there. Just how good is Indiana basketball now that we can talk about this as a reality instead of the hypothetical that we've done so many times in the last couple of months now? That's been the best thing about Trace's decision is there's not like this what if like uh, hanging over the the program. Trace is here, and yeah, this immediately makes Indiana one of the Big Ten favorites. I know there's still a couple other decisions that um, are to be made when it comes to the draft, but IU's going to be one of the favorites for the Big Ten title. They're going to be one of the top programs in the nation. This is as deep of a team as IU's had in – quite a while uh, since probably the last time they won a big 10 title 2015, uh, 16, and it may be even deeper than that. And uh, just having it kind of headline led, however you want to phrase it by trace uh, that's a huge win. And um, there's a little bit of odd circumstances that led to him coming back, but ultimately it was uh, it was an exciting decision. It was unexpected because Deadline wasn't until June 1st, and I think most people expected him um, to wait until uh, on June 1st or right before it to make the decision. But I will happily take uh, Trace announcing he's coming back whenever he wants. So let's get into, again, the depth behind this Indiana roster now. When you talk about just how good this team's going to be, and the talk has been about, like, is this Big Ten contender or is this national title contender now? What is it that the strengths put them in that conversation? Yeah, well, I mean, Trace was uh, one of the best players in the conference uh, at the very least last season and uh, one of the best big men in the country. Uh, And at the end of the year, there weren't a lot of people uh, when uh, tournament time came around that were playing better than Trace was Uh, through the Big Ten tournament into the NCAA tournament. Uh, So just bringing that back alone is is great. At the the same time, the probably second half or maybe last third of the season, uh, there were few guards in the Big Ten playing as well as Xavier Johnson. Uh, That is a little more up and down when it it comes to Xavier Johnson. If he can continue that level of play, though, he was one of the best guards in the Big Ten. Uh, you surround them with somebody like Race Thompson, who's a, a fifth-year player uh, in Bloomington now and has that experience. And then you're adding a pair of five-star recruits that 
Jalen Hood Shafino is going to come in and start from day one uh, in that backcourt alongside Xavier Johnson. Malik Renault would have started if Trace um, didn't come back. Now he's going to be, um, I don't know, specifically he'll be a six man. He'll be the first big man off the bench that can play in a, a couple of different positions and offer some versatility in that front court for Indiana. Uh, mix in guys like Trey Galloway, who uh, played big minutes last year, Tamar Bates, uh, Jordan Geronimo, who was incredible in the tournament, Miller Cop, who's been around the Big Ten forever. Uh, you mix those guys in as role players now, and um, this is a team that IU fans are just super excited to see because, yeah, I, I think this is a team that has enough talent. Um, that was almost more than anything that what IU lacked. It seems real simple to be like, yeah, they just didn't have talent, but you're adding a couple five-star recruits to – there's only realistically uh, two players that left the program – uh, Rob Finnessy and Parker Stewart, and both were are replaceable, but um, you're adding two five-star recruits to the, the core of a team that made the tournament last year and made a pretty good run in the Big Ten tournament. So um, I do think that having another summer together, having another season under Mike Woodson, uh, and playing the schedule that they're set up to, to play next season is going to get them tested to to be one of the best teams in the Big Ten and perhaps the country next year. When you talk about Jackson Davis himself, before we went on, you mentioned that he, he talked about just himself wanting to also make his game better. When I talked about him as a prospect, I've mentioned how I don't know how much more there is for him to add to his stock if he comes back this season. But what do you see as far as what he can do to do that, make himself a better pro prospect for when he does end up entering the NBA draft? Well, the obvious thing about him as a pro prospect has been his, his lack of jumper and just his offensive game while he's, he was dominant in the post that's outdated in the NBA. And he has been very honest in his assessment of what he needs to do. Uh, he said, Mike Woodson's told him he needs to shoot four or five jumpers a game. Uh, he, there was video of him um, working out. He worked out in LA in the, the time he had declared for the draft. Uh, there was video of him just hoisting three pointers, like a, a totally different player than the one we, uh, we saw in Bloomington. So I don't expect he's suddenly going to become uh, this three point specialist, but that's the big thing about his game. The biggest area of improvement. It's been what he's talked about. Uh, that he needs to improve upon. Mike Woodson said that he's basically going to have to be used to some failure in, in those three-pointers. It seemed at times he was – I don't, I don't want to say he was scared to shoot jumpers. He was just reluctant or hesitant to. Mike Woodson wanted him to last season, and it just never really happened. Uh, this time around, it's Trace saying he needs to do that. I think that was probably the biggest thing he got back in his – uh, kind of conversations with NBA folks and his uh, when it, when he declared for the draft is just you got to be able to shoot uh, and so we've seen him doing it with with Draft Express was the one that tweeted out the videos of his workout in LA he's spoken that he needs to do it Mike Woodson wants him to do it um, he talked about wanting to play more kind of pick and roll and pick and pop type of 
offense versus last season. There was a lot of just dumping it into the post and letting him get the bucket, which worked. But uh, if he wants to play in the NBA, he needs to also show he can play in a different style as well. So uh, Trace was very honest about what he needs to improve upon offensively. And I think that's the biggest difference is it's coming from Trace himself and not from even Mike Woodson saying what Trace needs to do. It's coming straight from the source. But how much of a difference would making the three-point shot that much better make? You mentioned he's not going to become a three-point specialist by the time the next draft comes around. I don't think one year of even pretty good three-point shooting shakes off the question marks at the pro level that he would have there. As far as just who he is as a prospect, like is what he did before at IU as far as a shooter that far off? from just even average or okay that like it would be that big of a boost to who he is as a prospect? Yeah. I mean, that'll be the question, even if he has a successful season shooting um, three pointers or expanding his range is well, he only did it for one season and the college three point line is shorter than the NBA three point line. So can that uh, translate when it gets to the NBA? And that's, um, I mean, there's not a lot he can do about that now. Like that, that's why people told him, and why so many people were advocating for him to start shooting the ball more. Um, I'll always think back to the Big Ten tournament game um, against Illinois, uh, the upset the Hoosiers had. There was a late play where Trace knocked down like a a free throw line jumper that Mike Woodson literally pumped two fists uh, for and said after the game, I've been begging him to take those jumpers all season long. And that's why. I mean, now at this point, um, he can he can go out there and be a 40 percent three point shooter. But the questions are going to be, can he do that in the NBA and can he do that uh, for more than one season? But I mean, that that's the nature of how he played. That There's only so many questions he can answer. So I get the best he can do right now is just show that he can do that. But really, no matter what, there, there's going to be questions about can he consistently do that? We'll see how it all turns out there. I mean, you mentioned before we went on too about like where this team ends up as far as the projections going into the season. It had been when we talked about it before, there are some places that had IU as high as like 12, 13, maybe if they were like pretty much assuring Trace Jackson Davis was going to come back. How, how good is this team right now? Is this a top 10 team? Is this a team that's locked in to be kind of at least in the conversation all season long now? Where is this roster at? I, I would – top 10 seems high right now. Um, I would say that uh, they have the ability to get there, and I think the optimism comes from the fact that um, – they're going to play a, a hell of a schedule next season. They're playing uh, at Kansas. They're playing um, against Arizona in Las Vegas. Uh, they are playing They'll presumably I, in the big 10 ACC challenge. I would think they're probably going to get Duke or UNC. So that's a, a final four team. And then they're playing in the Gavit game. So there's potential for a Villanova Yukon there, something like that. So that was the knock on the team last year is they had this really easy runway into big 10 play because granted you were, you had a first year head coach and it, it made sense to have a little bit of an easier schedule, but at, this team's going to be tested. They're going to be playing against the best. 
naturally that could lead to them imploding and we find out that they're not as good as they as we thought they were but there's a good amount of sample size that i talked about that trace is an all-american xavier johnson um assuming that second half of the season xavier johnson is what we're getting uh is going to be a, a a top point guard in the league um you're obviously asking a lot of, of a freshman to come in and be productive, but I do think that the this is a top probably 15 team right now, I would say top 20 uh, team right now. And um, with the potential of being kind of a top 10 type of team, I final four seems kind of like the, the dream right now. I think there is a path there, but I mean, the fact that, uh, I don't know, what, three months ago that uh, I was talking that I thought IU wasn't even going to make the NCAA tournament, to to go from that point to even having these types of conversations in May is is wild. I mean, it's a, it's a testament to what the team was able to do to close the season and what they've been able to do in recruiting and uh, kind of building on this momentum that just continues to keep rolling. Would you pick Indiana right now to be favorites to win, let's say, the Big Ten regular season title? I go there because that seems to be the spot where, like, this experience and everything else would contribute the most to them being able to pick up those wins throughout the course of the season. Right now, uh, I would probably still lean towards maybe Michigan. Uh, But, I mean, Mm -hmm. Michigan could be a tale of, of what Indiana could become this season. We, Michigan was obviously favored all over the place last season, but it's hard to pick against Michigan. Um, but I think it's going to be um, – IU's going to be right up there with them. And, I mean, they beat Michigan in the tournament, uh, whatever version of that Michigan team was at the end of the season. But, I mean, that team went to a Sweet 16, so that was still a decent team. But um, I would probably still lean Michigan – Obviously, they have some uh, – Caleb Houston could potentially come back and things like that. Um, I would say that they're probably the favorites, but I think IU is as good as them, and, and especially once you get to Big Ten play and whatnot, um, I think that they could be a team that kind of gives them a run for their money. So I wouldn't go as far as picking IU to win the Big Ten right now. I would say Michigan is probably the favorite – but I use going to be right there, and I'm I'm really confident and uh, optimistic about this team. After now that we know Trace is going to be a part of it, that's why I didn't ask just straight up most talented too, because I think Michigan w- would be the answer there as well. But again, uh, IU is right there right now, and it makes the Big Ten much more interesting. I think going into next season. Because I think you have really now two clear-cut, at least, teams that are going to be up there nationally, but also able to compete with each other just as far as the Big Ten standings go. Michigan will be there. Indiana will be there. You know there's going to be a couple other teams that are there, too. We just don't know who they are yet. But I feel like the Hoosiers and the Wolverines, at least now, are both pretty safe bets, at least as safe as it gets, to end up at the top of the Big Ten next season. And that just makes it more fun to look forward to. Jacob, thanks as always for joining us here on Locked On Big Ten. You can hear him on Locked On Hoosiers every single day. He spent pretty much all week talking about this. 
So, I mean, what else? What else did we miss on here that you think is something important that we need to touch on? I just the excitement around this. Yeah. Uh, it was it was interesting the way that this all came about. Unfortunate in some ways. Um, he Trace was supposed to take part in the combine. Um, right. He said on that Monday he uh, took a COVID test, just as like you have to take one to take part in the combine. And it came back negative. And then he took one Tuesday and it came back positive. He took one Wednesday. It came back positive. He's asymptomatic, but it meant that he couldn't take part in the combine. And he said at that point, um, once he couldn't take part in the combine, he was, he was going to come back. And that was the turning point. He, uh, he had opportunities. He said to do some draft workouts throughout this week, uh, which, most of us thought he would do, but um, he, he, like I said, once he couldn't go to the combine and it's different. I mean, at the combine, you're working out with all 30 teams watching uh, when it comes to draft workouts. I mean, you're one of maybe up mm-hmm. to a half dozen people working out for one team. So um, it's understandable why he put so much stock in that combine. Um, but he, he did his interview this week and he, uh, he said that, he never had any symptoms. He never even felt like he had COVID, but he tested positive. And, and that's why he also said, like, once I knew that I wasn't going, I wasn't going to wait around or anything. That's why the, the announcement came when it did. But it was an odd set of circumstances where uh, everybody was kind of excited to see him uh, take part in the combine, probably playing those five on five scrimmages. And then uh, he, he isn't able to take part of it. And then just like the next day, it's like, all right, he's coming back. So uh, it, it's been interesting, but um, this is going to be one of the, like I said, one of the best teams. I, I think back to the the 2015-16 team when Yogi Ferrell was a senior that won the Big Ten title, um, made it to the Sweet 16. There's a lot of comparisons to that team. Um, I, it seems like Sweet 16 is probably going to be the expectation for this team, which again, considering that Two, two and a half months ago, they lost to Rutgers. Ron Harper Jr. buries at three, and everybody's like, all right, there's no there's no NCAA tournament this year. We're done. Uh, considering where we were on that night versus where we are uh, now, it's it's such a drastic change. It's fun. I, I'm excited to, to be covering IU basketball when they're good because there's been a lot of bad years and a lot of down years. It's going to be a whole lot of fun to watch, and uh, obviously – just having a team like Indiana really, really good again is just, I, I think, just really, really good for the conference, of course, but college basketball overall. So it's all going to be just really good to get back into basketball season. And again, looking forward to hearing everything that happens as we get into it. But until next week, of course, Jacob Rood here with us once a week at Locked on Hoosiers every single weekday. Jacob, thanks again for joining us here on the show. We'll talk to you again soon. Looking forward to it. If you've been listening to the show for a while now, you know that Built Bar is always coming out with new stuff, and they've got a good one here in their latest batch. It's the Brownie Batter Puff. It's a new thing from Built Bar, the Built Puffs. Maybe you've heard us talk about them before. These are their protein bars that are covered with 100% chocolate, but the Built Puffs have marshmallow on the inside. It's chocolate on the outside, marshmallow on the inside, and in this particular case, 
a brownie batter flavor to it on that inside too. If you're a chocolate lover, you're gonna to wanna to try this one out. And I know what you're thinking. It, it can't have all that chocolate and brownie batter and marshmallow in there and still be good for you, right? Let me read the numbers for you. 17 grams of protein, seven grams of sugar, only 140 calories. It's all the stuff you want and none of the stuff you don't. You've come to love it from Built Bar and now they're just honestly throwing everything out the window as far as the rules for protein bars go. It's brownie batter inside chocolate while still staying under 150 calories and giving you the protein you need. If you go to built.com right now, you can see it and every other thing that Built Bar has to offer. And of course, use our code LOCKED15 there to get 15% off your first order, again at built.com. Wrapping up today on Locked On Big Ten, thanks again to Jacob Rude, as always, for joining the show and chatting with us for a little bit on everything going on with IU basketball, now that we know Trace Jackson Davis is coming back. Before we leave you today, of course, all the stuff that we couldn't get to on today's show in news around the Big Ten. It starts with the Big Ten football schedule. A big, big slate of games, times, and channels released as ESPN, Fox, and the Big Ten Network combined to cover all the Big Ten games. They have this sort of draft that they call it for the Big Ten games. Fox always gets first pick, and as such, they did release that Michigan State or Michigan and Ohio State will be a big Fox noon game in that last week of the season. That's been the way it is for a while now. Other big games, though, to note. In that first week of the season, on a Thursday night matchup, Penn State faces off against Purdue in a night game on September 1st, the Thursday. That's going to be a fun one. Maybe a little less fun, but still a night game on that first week on Friday night, Illinois against Indiana in Big Ten action in the first week. And one of the highlights of the weekend is going to be Notre Dame and Ohio State. That's going to be a night game on ABC on that big first week. Likely, I don't think they've, of course, announced any of that yet. I wouldn't be surprised if it ends up being a game day ending up over in Columbus for the matchup between the Irish and the Buckeyes. If you want to look and actually find out what you can see as far as your team's schedule now, the official list of games put out the first three weeks for all teams, as well as other key games like a Michigan and Ohio State matchup, for exact example, but also homecoming games for each team as well. So a decent amount of the schedule, at least now, out for every team. If you're playing bigger games, probably even a little bit more. So it's going to be something that you can look at and we'll go over maybe a little bit at some point later on next week as we get more on the show. That's all for the show today, though. We are talking to Matt Sheehan from Locked On Spartans tomorrow. And, of course, anything that happens in the Big Ten we'll get to before tomorrow here on the show. And, of course, before we go, Big Ten baseball tournament starting up here today. A new schedule after some rainouts occurred It'll be number six, Penn State, against number three, Iowa. Number five, Michigan, against number four, Illinois. Number eight, Indiana, against the top seed, Maryland. And number seven, Purdue, facing off against the two seed, Rutgers. We'll have those results and tomorrow's matchups, of course, all part of the Friday episode of Locked On Big Ten.